1986, ABC rushed a sitcom into production that focused on the wide-eyed immigrant from the fictional island of Mepos, sandwiched in the white hot slot between Who's the Boss and Moonlighting, the show was given just a few weeks to cast and produce the pilot for a six-episode mid-season replacement run. Oh, and it shows. It's bad. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to watch Perfect Strangers. Welcome to Who's Piloting? I'm going to do that one more time. <laughs> welcome to who, Welcome to Who's Piloting? Jesus. Who's Piloting this podcast where we review the premiere episodes from television history. And if you think this one is going to be good, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Hi. Hello. How are you I guys doing? I never say hello. Who says hello? <laughs> Lots of people say hello. I always say hi. Hi. Um, I'm James. I'm Gretchen. You don't need to whisper. I don't know why. I hate saying my own name. It's gross. It is. It really is, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really weird. It's disturbing. And I, I'm, I'm at the point now where I work with like two or three people. It, it actually might be five or six people with the exact same name as me. And yeah, it's, it's really disturbing because, uh, yeah, i not good with it. Um, <laughs> hi. Uh, welcome to Who's Piloting This Podcast. Tonight we're going to talk about... Perfect strangers. Um, mm-hmm. I think first, according to tr- tradition. Wait, do we do podcast business or beer? I don't have your timeline that you put together, so I don't really know. All right. Well, so tonight we're going to do beer. Uh, sure. Okay. So. Well, hey guys, if you haven't noticed a trend, we only drink fucking Aslan. <laughs> Aslan beer. Um, Aslan is. Aslan better be listening. They're not. <sighs> it- they are not. And I'm I'm not even joking, you guys. This shit ain't cheap. I mean, we're talking like an average four pack is what, 15, 18 bucks? It's not like this is our good cheap local beer. This is fancy stuff for us. And tonight we're drinking. But we got the money. <laughs> Edit that out. No, we're not editing that. <laughs> not at all. No. We got Aslan money. So tonight we're drinking um, Master of Karate, which, in all honesty, is my favorite beer of all time. This is, I've had a couple of beers that were one-off kind of things where I've had it at a festival and it was like some weird combination of things that was amazing. What I always go back to is we got a sour stout one time and everybody thought it was the best beer that was at the festival and they kept going back and over and over. But... For a pure beer, Master Karate, my number one story. Anyway, uh, Master Karate is our beer tonight from Aslan. Aslan is in Alexandria um, and Herndon, Virginia. Uh, They primarily focus on the New England style IPAs. Not primarily. I don't want to speak for them. They Um, do some stouts, some sours. Yeah, they do some good stuff, but they. um, It's my voice. It's your voice. Yeah, <laughs> so um, we're four minutes in. Uh, I'm going to move this along. Yeah, we need to. Uh, we it. got a message. 
Great. If you guys want to call and leave us a message, it is 323-NET-INFO. We do have this phone number. You can call and leave us a message. We got an inquiry about advertising. Gretchen has not heard this yet. Oh, it's... I know what it is. Do you? Because it's God. I'm going to roll it right now. Hello. My name is Justin Ricketts from Ricketts Convenience down here in Vernon, Florida. (laughs) I'm hoping to talk about advertising opportunities on your radio show. We have just about anything you would want, including but not limited to deodorant, paper towels, fanny fatigues, cradle robber bobbleheads, jeans, cock pulp, toilet paper, straight razors, pansexual razors, peanut butter paste, headlights, butt lights, candyman, 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 fine young cannibal cannibals that have all been driven crazy. Scotch tape, urban tape, your contact lenses, Resident Evil Knievel, coming in hot dogs, and a food. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about these items and any other items available. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much. I don't know who you're talking about, but... That was, that was an, incredible. That was an unsolicited message. It was. We don't know who that was. It wasn't somebody <laughs> named Braids. <laughs> We're going to reach out to that convenience store. Anyway, uh, Gretch, lead us in. There was an OG pilot before the actual pilot of the show with Louis Anderson that never aired. And Louis, oh, fuck. I had a thing in here that I wanted you to add a clip, and I forgot to talk about it. Oh, no, it wasn't about that. All right, well, God, please edit all of this <laughs> so out. Please edit on. it out. Let's start from here. What we're talking about is Perfect Strangers. So the, the show starts with an opening sequence of Larry Appleton packing up his sweet-ass Mustang. I already have all of this. Well, then why aren't you saying it? Because first, I wanted to talk about the shitty pilot that never aired with Fat Louie Anderson. No, that's the point. We talk about that later. Fine. Well, then I guess I'm not producing it. I already have all this stuff. Well, then go. Edit all of this out, by the way. (laughs) Edit it all out. This is the show. All of it. This is the show. Okay. So in the opening credits, we see Larry. You're really loud. If you keep whispering, I'm going to come across the table and fucking... I turned it down. So in the opening credits, we see Larry, who appears to be way too old to be living with his parents, eight brothers and sisters. He's saying goodbye and pulls out of the driveway in a sweet vintage Stang. Sweet. Meanwhile... Um, But but it's probably like a busted-ass beater back then. I mean, we're talking... It was pretty sweet. Well, for us, yeah. I mean, that's, that's like prime, prime Mustang. But for what, uh, 84? Maybe a piece of shit. It was 86, by the way. I did my research. Okay. Um, meanwhile, we're still talking about the credits, okay? Meanwhile, Balky is saying goodbye to his sheep in the fictional town of Mepos before he boards a horse cart next to a sign that says America or bust. No, no. Oh, what it are says America. It says America or burst. Burst. Yeah, it says burst. Okay, so it says burst. Um, <laughs> so the next scene you see after the shitty credits is 
Balky shows up and he's at Larry's door and he's like, hey, I'm your long, lock, long lost cousin. They have a two minute conversation, literally two minutes. And Larry's like, oh, yeah, sure. You can. Li-. Am I yelling again? A little bit. A little okay. bit. It's cool. I'm going to oh, bring it down. Adjust it with your fancy fucking. And Larry's like, sure, you can live here. And then he's like, I'm going to bed. Here's how you op- operate the TV. And it's like, uh, what? Okay. Sorry, even if somebody showed up at my door and said, we're related, like, I'm your family, I would not be like, well, all right, da-da-da, I'm going to bed, you can live in my house. I pulled some clips. This is how it happens. It starts off with... Am I looking up Larry Appleton? Larry Appleton, that's me. Larry, Larry, Larry! (laughs) I look everywhere for you. I walk the streets, I search the alleys, I say to everyone, have you seen Larry? You don't know how many people have never heard of you. (laughs) Yeah, so misplaced in terms of his nationality. Yeah. Well, and here's what's really funny. So I'm going to jump down to my facts here, okay? That's fine. I got a ton more of the the sound bites so we can, like, lead to the story. You're really angry about that. Because I thought I was the producer and you're stealing all my thundies. (laughs) So this show was inspired by the 1984 Olympics. The producers of the show thought it'd be interesting to explore the type of culture shock in a series after watching the Summer Olympics in L.A. that happened in 84. So I've read this like three or four times and I actually don't understand that in the sense that I, I literally, I can't imagine what they were watching during the Olympics and saying, oh, this would make a good sitcom. Like, you know, I understand, like, well, I understand the, the whole idea of like, okay, it's in LA for the first time or if not. the. I think the a lot time. of people were out of their element and they were just like total fucking culture shock. And they were like, oh, we're seeing all of these people come in from different countries into LA for these 84 Olympics and we're like, wow, why don't we make a shitty sitcom about this? Like, that's all it was. Yeah. My mind goes to like two steps further down where like, were, were they at like a coffee shop and there was a Russian shot putter that came in and they're like, look at this guy. He doesn't know how to order shit. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I don't like, think it was that like literal. I think they were just like, why don't we make a show surrounding this? But the show was terrible. It was But terrible. I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of people still watched it, including me, for many, many seasons. So can't really. So let me bust talk this one in because this is the one where they talk about how they're related. Who are you? <laughs> I am Belki Bartokumus. Philo, my fifth cousin, three times removed, is a step uncle to your father on my mother's side, two <laughs> continents removed. I see. So we're sort of related by rumor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the funniest line in the show. No. We're related by rumor. Well, so... Which is to say the show's not funny. Exactly. The thing that I found kind of annoying, um, we mentioned this a sec, or maybe I mentioned it a second ago, but I always wondered why Balky was from the made-up country of Meepos. Meepos. And I'm like, why not just give him... Why not just like have him be from a real place in the Mediterranean, which right. was where he was supposed to be from, Turns out the producers were afraid of offending people because of all the weird uh, country customs, like the bizarre customs of his country. Right. So what I say to that is, Is. haven't you heard of a little town called St. Olaf in Minnesota? (laughs) 
<laughs> Inside episode one. That's pretty good. That's good. Um, and I, I think legitimately, like, I, I don't know. Come on. Is that is that a thing that... No, it's so dumb. Well, oh, okay. Sorry. I'm going to backtrack right here. Because during my research, I looked at... Um, IMDb, I looked at Wikipedia, all of the stuff for Perfect Strangers, and it, this is not uncommon to any sitcom, but there is a ton of international um, repurposing of American sitcoms, right? So there's a Russian version of this, there's a Brazilian version of Perfect Strangers, uh, there's a German version of per- Perfect Strangers where the two characters speak in the exact same accent. So you kind of lose weird. like the idea that one's like <clears throat> yeah, a the fish whole, out of like, water. Yeah. But all I mean there is that maybe they had something, right? And maybe they were right. Maybe there was something about not offending people in a foreign country. Also, yeah, I mean, you should never really offens- intentionally offend someone in a foreign country or any country or your neighbor. Nobody wants to offend. Yeah, it's mean. Don't do that. No offense. Yeah. None. So uh, then, um, so Balky shows up at the front door. Uh, they talk about how they're related. So I got on the bus, 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 <laughs> and here I am. Well, wait a minute. You came here to move in with me? Of course I did. What do you think? I'm going to move in with some stranger? <laughs> Gretchen is like cringing as she listens because, to this. Mm, what? All right. Are we gonna? Are you gonna play the shitty catchphrase, or did you not? You said you didn't record. <laughs> I don't even know if I have it. <clears throat> well, that was the first part of it. So, in the pilot, they introduce Balky's catchphrase, and it's way, way, way too much. It's like they play it eight thousand times. And I was hoping that you would have this queued up, but he says, "Of course." I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Right now, we're gonna cut. And I will insert every time that he says, don't be ridiculous, all string together. It's, of course, something, don't be ridiculous. Like, yeah. of course don't I did. Be rid- I'll put of them course all I did. together. Don't be ridiculous. And yeah, we can yeah. all listen to them in the first episode. Okay. Of course I have, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> of course, no, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> of course, no, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. It's because he sees we're both good persons. Of course I do. Don't be ridiculous. And we're back. Okay. So one thing that's super annoying is Larry's character supposedly just moved in to his apartment. Here, let me give you this. What are you saying? Well, I'm saying, see, I've lived my whole life with eight brothers and sisters, uh, and it's time, uh, yeah, I want to live alone. I didn't even know you were coming. Your father didn't call you? Well, I'm sure he tried, and I just wasn't home. Which, I hate my dad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, from that, we think probably he never wears pants, right? I don't know what it He means. doesn't have it's an like, answering what, machine. It was the 80s. Like, what are you doing? Like, you didn't have anything else going on. Stay home and listen to your phone. But this was kind of buried. Is that <laughs> listen to your phone? Listen to your phone. So. But this was kind of buried. It, it seems like in the storyline, Balky comes to America. He goes all the way to Madison, Wisconsin. So that's where he's originally. Uh, that's uh, where Larry's Larry from. is from. Yeah, he has this whole line where he says, "Yeah, I went and I saw your dad, and your dad said, go find you in Chicago.'" So it's like everybody's pawning off this shitty cousin. 
Oh, I think I missed that part that he already went to Cheeseland. Cheeseland. Larry's character supposedly just moved in. It's super annoying. There are no boxes anywhere. Everything's fully furnished. Not possible. Sorry. Like, you just moved in? Nope. So no. did he tell Balky that You're he just moved in? Or, or He did. And he did. So maybe he was lying. He did and he did. No. Literally, in the credits, he's leaving his house with his 8,000 siblings, and he's like 40, and he's like, S- bye, mom and dad, and he's yeah. pulling out of the driveway in his Stang. It's like, yeah. okay, and then you just moved to Chicago, and you have a fully furnished... Okay, you have a fully furnished, super, super nice, like, high-rise apartment, and you have a minimum, not even minimum wage job. Let's tone down the super nice. That was just an okay apartment. Okay, it was, I thought it was nice. It looked lived in, in the sense that it was like a 1980s apartment. There was not even, like, a real deadbolt on the door, which in Chicago, I think you would need a deadbolt. He supposedly, when they introduce his job, they say he makes less than minimum wage. And it's like, mm, in downtown Chicago, yeah, sure. That's that's happening. You're you're affording life. Yeah, pretty shitty. So By yourself in an apartment. So Larry lives above a store. Um, the, store the very the store, store is he called works for. <laughs> Ritz Discount, which seems to be a store full of junk and antiques. Yes. So... Um, after they have a whole opening scene with Balky and they decide that Balky can stay for a couple of days. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Look, you can stay a couple of days until you get a job. So sit down and uh, help yourself to the goodies. And the jokes are so bad. The none goodies. of them are good. None of them are good. Yeah. So the next morning they wake up in the convenience slash, I guess it's not a convenience store. It's, it's a junk shop. This is crazy. A big city like Chicago, there is not one single advertisement in here for a sheep herder. <laughs> so here's the conceit of the whole show is that this is the fish out of water where this dick is going to constantly reference Meepos, sheep herding, not knowing anything, but somehow teaches everybody about life. Uh, the next thing, uh, I'm not going to try and take over here. Were you about to jump back in? I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm going to talk about Mr. Twinkasetti. So right in downtown D.C., there's like a bunch of gift shops and stuff, and it's all garbage. And you walk in, and and there's like just garbage everywhere. Um, This is what I imagine this store would be like. There's like clocks that are freshly wrapped. They're fresh, brand new garbage. There's Frisbees. There's motorcycle and I I assume motorcycle helmets, but there's also like antiques old radios, furniture, uh, paintings. It's like trash, just fucking, trash. fucking trash. And so Balky's like, Oh, there's, there's nothing. Uh, there's no jobs for a sheep herder. Uh, Mr. Twinkasetti shows up and you can tell now that this is going to be one of the other people that helps drive the fucking story along. It's Mr. Twinkasetti. Hi, Mr. Twinkasetti. Rotten day, isn't it? Why are you standing there holding my hat on a stick? Well, uh, technically, uh, it's a cane. Well, uh, technically, uh, you're a jerk. <laughs> also, one of the only other funny lines in the entire show was when he said, technically, you're a jerk, which is just mean. Yeah. It's just a mean line. So that guy <laughs> was in fucking everything. Mr. Tunkasetti. I know. He was the character actor. He was Am the I naked guy. No, you were good. Get on it. You were. He was the naked character actor. 
he was the naked guy on the subway on yes, Seinfeld. Yes, he was. Oh, that's yeah, right. Everything goes back to Seinfeld. Yes, the Seinfeld. And if you look this dude up, he was in Furk and everything. So, I've got a useless fact for you. Hit us. Bronson Pinchot? Is that his name? Pinchot, whatever. He started a bit role in Risky Business with Tom. And he told Tom he was offered the part in Perfect Strangers. And Tom reportedly said, if you're low on funds, I'll lend you the money. But whatever you do, don't do it. That sounds like some Scientology to me. Why did he care? Why was he angry about it? In fairness, though. And threatened. He was threatened. Bronson Pinchot never did anything ever again. After yes, he this. did. What? Yes, he did. What he did? He was also in Sabrina, which I watched. Uh, the one on Netflix. The oh, one with right, right. Yeah, so he, no, it's actually a yeah, pretty he only legit had to wait series. Fifteen years. <sighs> I don't know what else he did, but that's the one I know him in. Here, yeah, not great. So here we have. A guy that moved from Madison, Wisconsin to Chicago. He got his first bachelor pad by himself. His cousin shows up. No one wants his cousin to be around. Uh, Out of the goodness of his heart, he invites his cousin to move in with him. Uh, Gets him a job at his shitty um, uh, junk store that they apparently live in. Balky. Um, mm-hmm. they, they have to send Larry away so that Balky can be alone. So Larry like answers the phone and there's a mouse in his, uh, ostensibly friend, girlfriend, I don't know, runs away to another apartment. Balky's there alone. Uh, a guy comes in and sharks Balky and buys a bunch of furniture for like no money for 45 bucks. Larry comes back and he's like, man, you've ruined my life. Uh, we're going to get fired. And uh, Mr. Twinkasetti comes back and there's this whole back and forth. Mr. Twinkasetti gets convinced to give Balky a chance to fix an, an old radio. Mm-hmm. Um, they There's an overnight thing where uh, Balky is like working all night on this fucking radio, comes upstairs. Um Larry and another character, I think her name is Susan, are upstairs playing Scrabble. She gets written out midway through the first season. Meanwhile, the first season is six episodes. <laughs> so that's, See you later, Suze. <laughs> that's not a lot, but um, so this happens. 15 points. Meepos? I challenge that. Meepos is a real country. I have a little corner of it growing on my dining room table. <laughs> Proper noun. You can't use that in Scrabble. He's a fucking dick. Um, also, um, Balky works all night, gets the stereo up and running. Uh, but Larry, and this is the kind of thing with the show, the whole premise of the eight seasons that this bullshit ran was that Larry kind of just fucks around and figures out how to try and cheat. So he puts a, a, a radio in the back of this antique radio. No, Larry's and he, a fat old cheater. Yeah, he sucks. And he's, he's trying to he's going to try and turn on this radio so that Balky would have, uh, quote, fixed the radio, right? So, but Yeah, but they catch him. Yeah, and, Twink- and they're, about to, they're about to demonstrate for Mr. Twinkasetti, and Balky goes, wait, what's this, cousin? And he pulls out the radio, and Larry's like, um, But Balky turns on the radio, and the radio's so fucking loud and awesome that all of the glass in the store just shatters. Which just so kaboom. cheap, lame, fake crap. And they're playing some like rock and roll song that sounds like uh, a CCR fucking... It's the most generic. I don't know. But, but it's, it's fucking blasting. And here's the best thing. 
naturally there is a generic black dude walking around the store and he yeah. gets and he's really like, oh, fucking I like excited. This. And it's so fucking. Yeah, he runs over so, and he's like, I need this stereo. And he offers $500 for it. Yeah, it's really um, kind of not garbage. It's, this show fucking sucks. Yeah, this show sucks. I picked this show. I'll, I'll own it. It's terrible. I'm sorry. Well, so But I, I watched it real. I watched it a lot. Uh, and what I will say in my defense is that. <laughs> Originally airing on Tuesdays for the short six-episode first season in the spring of 86, it moved to Wednesdays in primetime in the fall of 86. It remained on Wednesdays until March of 88 when it was moved to Fridays. The show found its niche there as the anchor for ABC's original TGIF Friday night lineup, though it aired on Saturdays for a short time in 1992. We won't talk about that. What resonated with me was the TGIF lineup because I was like between 10 and 12. I had nothing going on. I was just going to Hamilton every day, getting my ass beat, coming home, crying, and watching that. And it, it made me happy. TGI, I, I watched this and it was garbage. Um, I definitely no, watched don't it. Don't be mad. Also, Are You Afraid of the Dark? That was another good one. Um, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't uh, know what that oh, is. Oh, crap. Wait, was that on TGIF? Nope. Also, you don't even know. Don't say nope. You don't know. Wasn't. You weren't there and you didn't watch it. Wasn't. You don't know. But it wasn't. How do you know? Because TGIF was uh, Full House. I know that. Uh, step by Step. Step by Step came yeah. later. I know, but, but I watched it, was, it. But it was Full Family House. Family Matters. Can I talk? Yeah, oh yeah, fine. It was Full House. It was Perfect Strangers and the spinoff Family Matters. I know. Was the core. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm totally that Kristen Wiig character that's like, <laughs> oh, you watched it? I watched it seven times. No? Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, oh, no. Oh. Um, oh, so speaking of, you're talking about the spinoff. In the fall of 89, after two seasons on Perfect Strangers, Harriet's character, who was, I don't, I remembered her being on the show kind of, but she was the elevator operator. Who's Harriet? She was the elevator operator. She was the main character in Family oh, Matters. So this is like after they go to the Chicago <sighs> Tribune. I, what? What are you talking about? Be, because they both get employed by the Chicago oh, Tribune. I didn't even remember that. all I wanted to do was be a photojournalist. See, I don't even remember that. Yeah. And then I, I have legit no idea what Balky does. No, I don't either. But uh, the whole thing was Harriet was given her own spinoff, which ran from 1989 to 1998. Jesus. And, um, that's a solid nine years. That's a long time. Also, can we just agree? First of all, they said Family Matters was obviously way more successful than Perfect Strangers ever was. So that was one of the first times a spinoff like right. blew the original out of the water. But can we talk about how like incestuous shows were back then? Like everything had a fucking spinoff. Oh, spin everything off this, was about spinoff that spinoff. Oh, oh guess. Uh, don't be even twisted. As soon as we have a guest on the show, don't get it twisted. As soon as we have a guest on the show, uh, who's going to be our guest? That that air pillow over there. Can you not ruin the fucking joke? Why don't you finish your thought? What I was saying is that if we ever have uh, a guest on the show, best believe it's going to be a backdoor pilot. Meaning, if if somebody's a guest on this bullshit podcast, they're going to be having their own podcast. If they don't already, who is our guest going to be? That squirrel in the tree over there? Maybe. I don't even think there is a squirrel in the tree over there. Mm -hmm. And if there were, he would not be coming to this party. 
that's the end of this <laughs> So can I dig into something here? Because we've talked about the show, we've talked about the plot, whatever. Um, here, let me finish out with this. Well, Balky, you got us our jobs back. Well, where I come from, family sticks together. So this is the fucking bullshit of this goddamn bullshit show, is that you've got this dumbass foreigner from another country that's going to teach Cousin Larry everything about life. Fine. Who cares? It's just lazy, it's bullshit, and it sucks. But I forgot what I was going to say. Well, you sounded real racist just now. It's not that... Like foreigners, there's nothing against foreigners. I, I like foreigner. Also, the band. Oh God, you just are really digging a hole. All right, let's edit this out. <laughs> this is a fucking weird pilot, and the reason why is that this was rushed to production to go on air. It was rushed to go in between who's the Boston and moonlighting. Initially, right? It, they they wanted it on air, and so I think the timeline was three weeks. I think it was about three yes. weeks. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did read that that they from like from the time they shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so conflicted about that. Pretty tell. Well, because <laughs> this isn't the pilot. <laughs> because it was Fat Louis Anderson pilot. We didn't need to say Fat Louis Anderson. Oh, that's mean. I take it back. Edit it out. Okay, we can He's start thin. over. We can He's say felt. Felt. this. This wasn't the pilot. No, it wasn't the pilot. Because they shot the whole show with Louis Anderson. <gasps> you should have done it. You should have added a clip there. Give me a sandwich. <laughs> so Louis Anderson is a national treasure, right? I mean, at this point. But this show was garbage. And they decided it was worse with Louis Anderson. So... Yes. He was originally cast as Cousin Louie. Louie. Alongside Balky, and they decided they didn't have the chemistry. So they let him go. And and they also didn't have Balky for a period of time because Balky was signed to another show. But so, no, when they when they filmed it, they had Louie and Balky and they were working alongside in that garbage uh store. Yeah, yeah, they uh, shot all that. Oh, no, I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying they shot the entire pilot. But when it was time to go to air, um, Bronson Pinchot was already committed to another show. That show actually got canceled because this was a mid-season replacement. So him getting canceled freed him up. Also, he was hot off of uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Or, um, God, what was that character? It was terrible. But he was in Beverly Hills Cop 2, and he played this uh, flamboyant art director, gallery, um, clerk, kind of, what would that be called if I took all of those words together? An art teacher? Yeah, I, I probably used the wrong words then. Um, he was a, like, a sales person at an art gallery. Uh, he was hot. They decided they wanted to shoot the show. They said, fuck Louie Anderson. That guy is funny, but fuck him. And then got M- Mark Lynn whatever i don't know his actual name all right what else did we learn um here's what i learned i watched the shit out of this when i was young you did it was on air and that was basically my criteria so i watched it um i probably watched it maybe into season three or four i'm guessing i don't know it's horrendous it's there's nothing good about this show do you know it ran till 1993 so it ran from 86 to 93 that's quite a run and it bounced quite around. A run. 
it bounced around between a couple of different time slots. Did it switch to a different network or not? Uh, uh, no, but it switched like time slots and nights. I told you that like 10 times. Oh, I have one note that I forgot to mention. All right, go for it. In this start of season three in late 87, uh, we found Larry and Balky in a new larger apartment where Balky had his own room instead of sleeping on the fold-out sofa. To me, seems like a long time for such a small upgrade. That was a note that I wrote. Gretch, <laughs> Perfect Strangers is on your desk. You decide if you want it on your network. Wow. I think no, I guess. I mean... I, it's nostalgic for me because I watch this stupid show all the time. Yeah, but, but n- nostalgic isn't good. But it's like, we don't have anything going on these days. So, <laughs> that, that's your criteria? COVID? Yeah, kind of. COVID is like, yeah. So it's yeah, hard to be like, Opening so, the door for perfect strangers, COVID. I for guess me, I'll say no. For me, this show is bullshit. I would never have bought this on the strength of the pilot because okay. the pilot's not good. Pilot's bad. That's me peeling the fuck out to get away from this show. Please. All right, let's go. We're done here. Wait, no, we're not done. Why? (laughs) What did we learn? Oh, wait, wait, we have a sponsor. We got a sponsor? Hold it. I forgot to print it out, so you're probably going to mess it up. All right. But just start from the line after the top line. This is what was sent to us. Ladies and gentlemen... Tonight's episode of Who's Piloting This Podcast is brought to you by Fun, that thing you used to have before the world went to shit. That's it. (laughs) Oh, good old fun. Yeah, fun. So um, I guess my closing message here is this show sucks. This is the absolute worst of sitcom history. Okay, you can pick the next one. No, I think it's worth reviewing and looking at. I mean, to know that this is a bad example of a sitcom. And if you took this bullshit ass premise and spent eight seasons on it, you should feel bad about yourself. Folks, thanks for enduring our podcast. Perfect Strangers was produced by Miller Boyett Productions in association with Lorimar Telepictures. All copyrights of the property. Uh, One of them or both of them. Who cares? If you like this podcast, follow (laughs) us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe on your favorite podcast service. Leave us a review. Nobody does. Nobody cares. Fuck (laughs) off. Hey, Mom. You're the only person that listens. Hi, Mom. Check out our website at whospilotingthispodcast.com. And if you want to tell us what to watch, if you want to tell us what to watch next, call us like our friend Brady. Leave a message. We love you, Braids. That was the most killer message ever. At 323-Net-Info. And I hope you'll join us next week. still love that music. It's so good. I love it too. Get stuck in your nog. <laughs>